Welcome to Be the Scandal, the sacred rebellion of being your authentic self. I'm your host, Danny Hickman. I want to spend time in this episode today talking about a specific internal avoidance technique or a way that we keep ourselves safe from pain but block ourselves from healing and moving forward. And it is our self-judgment and negative self-talk. Unfortunately, we're so judgmental and shaming towards ourselves during what should be a healing process. There are probably terrible things you say to yourself that you would never say to someone you love. I'll go ahead and admit I am definitely guilty of this sort of negative internal dialogue. And I'm curious if you're guilty of it too. Engaging in judgmental, shaming inner dialogue isn't propelling any of us forward. Let's go for a moment a little bit deeper and cover some examples of more prevalent judgmental statements. These are things that come up a lot when working with clients one-on-one. Some examples are, there are people who have gone through worse things than me, so I shouldn't feel upset. It's so silly to be crying over this. Or a version of, I feel stupid even feeling sad about this. Or maybe, it's been so long, this shouldn't be bothering me anymore. These examples of judgmental and shaming negative thoughts could go on and on. But from the short list, you can see how these statements aren't creating the space for feeling what it is you're actually feeling, let alone creating the space for any kind of movement necessary for intentional processing. What these statements are doing is creating a space where you feel ashamed of your emotions and allowing you to continue being judgmental towards where you are in your healing. And let's just put a different word on it. What we're doing is gaslighting ourselves. Imagine what this kind of negativity is doing to your system. And these examples, instead of allowing yourself to experience the emotions that are actually present, we're stuffing the emotions and to make matter worse, we're adding a layer of shame, anger, and self-blame on top. Many of us have become experts at stuffing emotions, me included, and we've convinced ourselves that we've moved on when in reality, all we're doing is burying our emotions alive so they can then come back and haunt us later. So with this information, let's shift gears into self-exploration. I encourage you to be really honest with yourself right now. I've given you some information about how you could be blocking yourself from being present, and now I want you to ask yourself this. What kind of shameful dialogue do you engage in that could be blocking your processing and healing? I invite you to take a moment, maybe pull out a journal or a piece of paper, and let's open the door for this exploration. Being more present with yourself starts with raising your awareness of what is present in your experience. Feel free to stop this recording and come back when you're ready. Now that we know your self-judgment can be blocking you, let's look at how to start creating movement towards being more attuned to your inner narrative. I want to start by highlighting the fact that you're probably making assumptions and judgmental statements towards yourself because on some level, you're hoping for a positive result, like leaving your pain behind. The unfortunate part is more often than not, it just doesn't work, which tells me your approach to pain needs to change. You could always continue to do the same thing and hope for different results, but we all know that's the definition of insanity and won't create any real change. I want to challenge you to be open to the following suggestions. Take what resonates, leave the rest. I don't expect you to go out today and be ready to or have the ability to completely change your thinking. Your thought process has been years in the making and will need time to shift. All I'm asking is for your investment in choosing other more positive and helpful options when you notice yourself engaging in shameful judgments and inaccurate assumptions. 
One way to begin the process of healing is applying attunement principles to yourself. For me, this is a game changer. I use it all the time with myself and clients that I work with. I define self-attunement as being in tune with or present with yourself in a way that you feel seen, heard, and valued. So let's just keep this energy in mind as you start challenging your self-talk. When clients share with me their shameful narrative, I imagine a shameful parent looking down on my client with a pointed finger. I call this their, quote, shameful parent voice. It's overpowering, it's dominating, and there is no attunement. Envisioning this image can be helpful because it allows you to separate yourself from your thoughts a little bit. It helps to picture them outside of you as part of a shameful parent voice. A shameful parent voice isn't an attuned voice. It's not a voice that conveys the I see you, I hear you, I'm with you, and you have value principles. What we want to do is work to shift the narrative from a shameful, judgmental tone to a more compassionate, attuned tone. Basically, we're transforming a shameful parent to a rational, attuned adult. One way I found to be helpful to start shifting this narrative is doing a simple visualization. Let's just use an example of some judgmental self-talk that I mentioned earlier. Maybe the thought, I shouldn't feel sad about this. Now, I want you to imagine that you're looking at a small child standing in front of you that's feeling the emotion attached to the statement. We're going to assume in this example that the emotion is sadness. And let's also say the child is crying because they're feeling sad. Now, in your imagination, I want you to say this small child the same statement you're saying to yourself. You shouldn't feel sad about this. And maybe let's add something like stop crying. Now, I want you to notice how this feels. What does it feel like when you're imagining saying these statements to a child? And what do you think that small child is feeling after you make these statements? I'm going to go ahead and assume you aren't feeling too good about it, and most likely the child isn't feeling any less sad. They're probably feeling worse. Now, let me ask you this. Would an attuned adult say this kind of statement to a small child that's feeling sad and crying? The answer, in case you didn't guess it, is no way. An attuned person wouldn't go through the judgmental dialogue of, come on, you shouldn't be upset over this, or it's so silly to be crying over this little thing, or stop being so weak. None of these statements would actually be attuning to the child in their emotions, let alone helping them navigate the processing of these emotions. So if you wouldn't be this judgmental and harsh to a small child, then why are you doing it to yourself? Remember, what we want to do is do our best to create the space for our own healing. And the first step has to be meeting yourself where you are by attuning to yourself and your emotions. So now let's try that visualization again. But instead of meeting the child crying with the judgmental statements of, you shouldn't be sad over this, stop crying, let's apply the attunement principles of, I see you, I hear you, I'm with you. Again, let's imagine that small child crying in front of you. Now imagine yourself bending down to the child's eye level and looking at them in their eyes. Perhaps offer the child a statement like, I see you're crying. You look sad. Are you sad? Maybe offer some further exploration of their sadness with statements like, what tells you that you're sad? Or where do you feel that sadness in your body? Imagine yourself really embodying the energy of being a rational, attuned adult. So this means you're really listening to what the child is saying about how they're feeling, why they're feeling it and where they're experiencing this emotion in their body. Imagine yourself being fully present with the child and allowing the child to guide the conversation. Now let me ask the same question from earlier again. How do you think the child is feeling as a result of this kind of conversation? What I know is a child will feel seen, heard, and valued. This creates a space for healing and processing because it's safe for the child to express their emotions. 
Now I invite you to imagine this child as your inner child. You deserve and need to give yourself the same kind of attunement. But because you're older and an adult now, you have to offer this to yourself because no one out here is going to do it for you. These visualizations are so helpful when the judgmental dialogue begins because you can choose to say something different to yourself. Use the questions I gave you in these visualizations to check in with yourself. Questions surrounding how you're feeling, how you know you're feeling this way, what your body's communicating, and where you're feeling this emotion in your body. I invite you to really be present with yourself like you were with the child when I guided you through it. I also want to offer this prompt, what does my inner child need right now to feel seen, heard, and valued? This can begin to change your approach with yourself and begin to change your overall narrative, which creates a space for healing and movement. So to summarize here, shaming yourself just doesn't work. You have the ability to make a different choice and not engage in shameful self-talk. I invite you to use the strategies I just shared to begin to shift this narrative. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Be The Scandal. If you like what you heard, don't forget to click subscribe so that you can join in on the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self.